podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle Price, a Lightworker. Welcome to the show. Becca and I are here um, because we like to catch up every week and we just thought, why not share it with the world? So here we are. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, Rebecca. And everyone else is Share it with the world. Yeah. Everyone else is going, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy ladies crazy ladies so today our mission is to maybe um, help you learn something give you some guidance with some tips and tricks a card draw which I think Michelle's going to do today I am I've got a fabulous new new card card. deck yeah and um well have you drawn a card uh not yet Beck. no but I'll um just to outline the theme before we get into um too many exciting card draws um so the theme for today is all about changing your mind and the reason we decided to do this is because we recently spoke to um about or spoke to we did actually air it uh Tash who did our Kundalini stuff with us and um you know there were some changes that happened during that and it was um just amazing the end result was incredible for Becca and I you know we loved it so and we're still loving it so, you know, we thought, what about changing your mind? You know, it's a big deal. Sometimes people are like in a job for a million years and then all of a sudden they're like, it's not really uh, cutting it anymore. And is there anything wrong with that? You know, back in the day, everyone kind of stuck with whatever they decided to do, marriages, jobs, you know, all the different things that we sort of um, decide, well, that's a good thing for me. But then, you know, we grow and change and, you know, here we are. So changing your mind is uh, today's theme, Rebecca. And I will do a card draw, but I will um, probably go through what we've been through first uh, during the week and what we've learned. And then I'll, um, I'll show you what that card is too. So do you want to let us know, Beck, what's been going on with you? What's your biggest takeaway this week? Oh, well, my biggest takeaway actually is going to come up as part of our, part of our, um, it's in the show notes, but you can't read it yet because I haven't even spoken to you about this, Michelle. Ooh, I haven't even read it. So <laughs> no, that's you haven't. I haven't scrolled you down. Haven't. You don't know anything about this yet. So this is all part of um, the changes that are going on and, and we're talking about change today. And, and I just thought it would be really appropriate to put this in because this is something that's come up in the last week for me. Wow. Uh, really strong feelings towards something and a few changes I've made. So that's pretty... Pretty big, pretty big. Do the strong feelings involve a crystal, Rebecca? (laughs) (laughs) Were we at the crystal shop when this happened? No, I did get a new crystal though. Oh, did you? Of course you did. It's beautiful. What is that? Um, Is it obsidian or a jet or something? No, it's um, it's really hard. I'll have to take a photo of it and show you. It's, um... (laughs) I've forgotten what it's called. Oh, my lordy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you have too much of something. Okay, you can't keep track of it. And you get into your 40s as well, you know? Oh, well, that's, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So I just want to say oh, um, really, really quickly, now that you've brought up the age, I was sitting at a, a friend's house the other day, popped in to have a cuppa with her just to, you know, haven't seen her for a little while, popped in to have a cuppa. And in the background, she had the TV playing and it was talking about seniors insurance. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's just one of those infomercials that are going on. Oh, no, that's what it was like 45 plus. (laughs) Yes. Are you kidding? Available for 45 from 45 years. And I was just like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? No. No way. (laughs) This is what I say to you about retirement homes, though, Rebecca, because they're 50 and over. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. In four years' time, I can be in a retirement village. I can't retire till I'm 60 bloody five or 67 yes. or whatever they've got it up to now. So why is it? it? Sh- yeah. So shouldn't it be, you know, 67 and over? It is. It is crazy. But 45 years old, you can take out seniors insurance. I'm what like, is going what? on? What? We're definitely not seniors. Um, <laughs> you know, back, back <laughs> in the day, the, our grandparents looked a lot older than, you know, we do now <laughs> in photos. They really did. You know, they had a hard life. Oh, yeah. But, Absolutely. you know, I think we look pretty damn amazing, you know, for our ages. And it's, um, you see things like that and a major, major dent to your confidence. Well, I, I heard that. And I looked at it. I was like, that can't be right. And then it came back on and it was like, yes, you know, from 45. And I just went, I got my, I got my hand up. I got my, my right hand up and I went, okay, because I'm 44. And I went 45 and put my thumb up to count with it. I'm like, that's like a year away. Yeah, <laughs> less it really than, is. Less than. Yeah, well, I'm already there, Rebecca. So, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, 
Oh my gosh. Anyway. So uh, I, I missed out on a year. I missed out on a year of seniors insurance. What's going on? Thank Talk you for letting me know. changes. Talking yes. about changes, right? I must go check it out now. <laughs> <laughs> so this um, oh, this card bless. that I've got here is just really, really awesome. So, and really relevant. They always are. Um, but I'll go through that in a moment. Um, just wanted to cover off on this because this has been a really big change. And a lot of people that I'm talking to who are in business and who run their business kind of through Facebook have noticed the same thing going on. But the book now function disappeared all of a sudden and uh, no one got a heads up about it. So I'm like going about my business and getting lots of bookings as I normally do. And then all of a sudden the bookings just stopped coming in. And I was like, well, that's odd. And one of my regulars who books kind of uh, fortnightly and she books about a month in advance. So she books every fortnight, but it's a month in advance. She's always booked ahead. And she messaged me and said, oh, Michelle, I'm trying to book, you know, my usual whatever. And um, I can't get a, I can't get the book now function. I don't know where it's gone. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And so I had to get on my husband's computer because obviously if you're on your own computer, it looks different. So I jumped on Jason's computer, had a look and um, sure enough, there's no book now function. So I'm like, what does that mean? How are people meant to book? with us. And um, anyway, I went through and I tried to restore it and it was making me connect to a million different like booking kind of, you know, facilities, you know, managers or whatever. Uh, And I've actually just recently bought Square. So I do have a Square device here and that was one of the options. So I could do Square. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I guess I've got a link up to that or something like to get the book now button back. Anyway, I'm messaging Facebook help. I'm messaging Square help. And Square, I still haven't heard back from. I messaged them three times and, you know, it's meant to be within 24 hours. Never heard back from them, uh, which isn't a great thing now that I'm booking through them. But um, Facebook, I did hear back from, but then it was um, the wrong department and this and this. And I was messaging them just going, look, because I just couldn't connect the two. I was just trying to connect them so I could get my book now button back. And it wasn't connecting and um, it kept, you know, saying that I, um, yeah, it couldn't link it or whatever. So I just kept getting like, they were giving me names of people, but I just felt like it was automated because whenever I'd ask a question, I'd kind of get the exact same response with just a name tagged on the end of it. Like someone had written that. And I just felt like they weren't even reading my questions um, because I was like, is it going to come back? Are we going to get the, you know, booking function back or should I stick with square permanently? So I could set a plan and um, I just kept getting this generic response. But in the end, I've linked to Square. My husband Googled it and he managed to figure it out without Facebook's help and without Square's help, which is pretty disappointing. But he figured it out. I've linked it up. I've got my book now function back. And it means that basically all my bookings are going through Square um, from now on. I can put bookings in through Facebook myself, but I can't actually um, get my clients to book through my Facebook page straight to Facebook. They've got to go through Square. But interestingly, um, on my phone, when you go to book now, I'll show Rebecca because I can't show the listener at home. When I go to book someone in, you've got a camera option. You've got a photo option because I send everyone their notes and cards and everything like that. And can you see the dollar sign there, Beck? Yeah. That's what the booking function used to be. So when I was putting a booking in for somebody, I could yeah. click on that button. They've changed that button. Without giving anyone a heads up, you know, these are business people and we do pay. I mean, we pay when we're um, upgrading, you know, anything, putting an ad up, you know, everything costs money, you know, if I'm boosting a post or whatever I want to do. But they've just replaced it without saying anything with that, with the dollar sign. And my question was, you know, are you going to restore it? Well, I don't think so unless I get a lot of complaints. But the dollar sign takes me to I'm selling something. Oh, so it's all oh, that's a selling bit, now. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit impersonal too. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't have um, I don't have anything to sell. Like I don't sell products. Um, so I actually have no no use for that. And um, the only only other option is a plus sign, which is saved replies and voice messages and things like that. There's actually no option now to put a booking in through Facebook. So you can go in sort of a manual way. There is another manual way to do it, but there's no direct way. So, you know, it's just a really interesting thing, but I do believe obviously in the universe and I believe that, you know, we get pushed in certain directions and what's hilarious about the whole situation. And my, um, one of my clients got a really good laugh out of this, um, that Jackie's a regular one of mine uh, who gets healings and things with me. And 
she came in and she was all about square and you've got to get square, Michelle, and you've got to link up to this and people have to pay up front and all this sort of stuff. It was so funny, the timing. Every time she comes in, I'm like, oh, my God, um, I can't believe it because I was just sitting there going, oh, something's <laughs> going to happen. Something's going to happen. And it did. But what was really funny is that that week when she was going on about square and all of this and you've got to get bookings and people aren't reliable, I had all these people just randomly drop out, like just disappear. They didn't show up. They weren't there. Um, fair enough. You know, they all had really good excuses eventually. But one lady, um, you know, she had a flatmate uh, hit by a car and had to take them wow. to the hospital. So missed her appointment. And I was like, that's totally fine. But, you know, there's other people who were just changing last minute. You know, I've got to reschedule. I can't do it right now. And giving me half an hour's notice. Um, you know, a couple on the weekend just dropped out. Um, and none of them are paying. But with the way that she set her business up, she actually gets payment like at least 50% up front. Um, and then she sends them an invoice for the balance. So if they miss it and they don't give her any notice, which is what's happening to me, um, yeah. she still gets payment from them if she has a bank info. So it's quite interesting the way that that all unfolded because I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's good for her, whatever. You know, that was my attitude. And then all these things happened and then Facebook literally just got rid of it. And I'm like, um, okay. And the next time she came back, I told her because she didn't know that because she switched over. And um, she just thought that was the best thing ever. She thought it was hilarious. And I was mm. like, I hate that. Every time you come in, you do something, I've got to do it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, that is actually going really, really well. Um, so the end result is um, that I'm going through Square now and um, I get an email, I get an SMS, I get both whenever I get um, a booking. Whereas before it all went through like the business page and I didn't get noticed. So I had to sort of jump in there and check because I wouldn't know that someone's booked. So now I actually get it straight to my phone, SMS and um, email. And I've got their email address. I've got their phone numbers. I've got everything because I've got to plug it in to make the booking. Yeah. So, whereas before I was like asking for all of that. Can I get your email? to send a Zoom link, blah, blah, blah. So it's actually worked out really well. Um, so the moral of the story is uh, follow your gut. And if the universe gives you a push, then you kind of need to do the thing. You need to jump off that cliff. So Indeed, you have to. You have to take action. The card for today is seek. And this is one of my favorite things ever. I love this. Whenever I get the seeker card in any of my decks, and this is a new deck, so I will outline what that is. It's a gratitude oracle. As soon as I saw gratitude oracle, I was like, I'm sold. I'm there. I'm done. Um, but even better, it's Angela Hartfield, who's one of my favorites. I hadn't known about her until I read for a client. Her mom was in spirit. Mum made me buy this first deck, which was Whispers of Healing. And then it turned out the girl I was reading for, her daughter, uh, had the diary of the same author and illustrator. So from then on, I've just loved all of her decks. I've got Nature's Whispers and now Gratitude Oracle. And it's Angela Hartfield. The illustrator is Josephine Wall. And she does the most beautiful, magical, fairy, imaginative um, illustrations ever. On the front cover, there's a picture of a full moon and a bunch of fairies dancing around the full moon. And um, the picture in the card that I've selected today is nighttime. It's got the full moon. It's got the owl for the wisdom. There's a lady in a cloak and the message or the word is seek. And there's a lantern here. She's got a lantern in her hand, lighting her way. And what she's doing is she's kind of looking into the darkness. So she's in a cloak. She's a little bit hidden, but she's kind of looking into the darkness here around the moon. So the moon's kind of in her background. So what she's encouraging us to do is look for the answers. You know, we're all leaders. A lot of us, you know, are, not, not everyone is, uh, but certainly, you know, myself and I think Rebecca, we're all leaders. We all like to do our own thing. We like to have, you know, the business. But we've got this owl here. We've all got this wisdom. And sometimes we sell ourselves a little bit short. Sometimes we don't realise, you know, um, how much wisdom we have inside of us and how much we pass on every day. Sometimes for free. Before I started doing this, I was always giving people advice at work. My intuition's telling me this, this, this. So a lot of the time we're doing that anyway. So what we want you to do is look a bit deeper um, into, um, I guess, the shadows, you know, the yin-yang, but it's like looking for what's next, you know, what else I can be doing, studying, learning, passing on. Um, can I expand myself a little bit further? The seekers are always looking for the answers. We're the ones that go out and we look for the answers and deliver those to the people who aren't those people. You know, that's why I was a journalist probably because I was always looking for answers. So ideally we're writing the books, you know, we're writing the books, we're doing the teaching, uh, especially teaching, uh, but really we're looking for the answers, whereas other people might be posing the questions, you know. So I think for today, you know, changing your mind is expanding, you know, expanding. It's a little bit of 
We're not going with the patterns. We're not going to do things exactly the same way everyone else has done them. We're stepping out of the comfort zone a little bit. And the seekers are the ones who paved the way, Rebecca. You know, I think you'd have to agree with that. Um, Tony Robbins, you know, people who sort of get out there, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Tesla. You know, you think about all those amazing humans who have done things differently. They're sort of paving the way. They're showing us, you know, this can be done. People who break Olympic records or Commonwealth Games records, the Com Games is on at the moment. So it's like those people, you know, you've seen some stories in that and it's like how on earth did they do that with their body? It's incredible. So join the club. Seeking is the card for today and the deck is Gratitude Oracle. I'll take a quick photo and I'll pop that into the show notes as well. And we'll make sure that that goes up on social media. But that full moon in the background, Beck, that's really uh, important. We have the new moon that we're all looking at um, recently. So we had the new moon. We're going into another full moon. And we've got the 8th of the 8th, which is Lionsgate as well. So what a really big energy coming in for us. And so the new moon, obviously, was when we clear out. The full moon is when we get rid of stuff. So clear out the old. And then we are paving a way forward, Rebecca. So pretty exciting. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I also like too that um, it looked like her cloak that she was wearing, she had a hooded cloak on. Oh, yeah. Um, it also just... looked like the earth was coming through there, like the trees. It's like water the... or storm or lightning water. or something. Yeah. 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 That's very so, true. I hadn't noticed that. So that water, water aspect there, it looked like there were some branches there as well, but also the water um, is. Yeah, it looks like branches down the bottom, maybe. Yeah, yeah, just on the left there. But, yeah, very interesting, very pretty. Yeah, very she's got pretty. a lot going on in her cards. I just put that into the show notes too so you can see it in there. Uh, but, yeah, she's got a lot going on. And I just love the um, the movie. She's also got the little lantern. You know, we're still lighting the way. And really, isn't that a light That's worker? Right. That's a light worker. We light the way for others. Definitely. We show them the way. And we've got our owl right there on our shoulder. It's amazing. <laughs> so um, jumping into the shine, Beck's got um, some things uh, that she wanted to sort of get us. I'm not going to read ahead, Rebecca. I'll just read what I've written um, mm-hmm. because that was sort of relevant to today's show. So um, I just felt like I was really inspired by uh, Tash Hamilton, who we spoke to on the show recently. And all of a sudden she had a download and she really trusts, you know, her guides and her spirit team, but she had a download to not teach Kundalini anymore. And Rebecca will remember this last class that she actually did. Um, she kept dropping out. So it was like, she was like, no, no, I'm going to keep doing it anyway, even though I was told not to do it. And the whole class, she kept dropping out. It was like, she's like, all right, hold your breath, guys. And so we're all like holding our breath. And then she dropped out. We've all got our eyes shut because it's, you know, first thing in the morning, we've all got our eyes closed. And I'm thinking, geez, this is a long time this is a really long time. And I was really struggling to hold my breath. And then I opened my eyes and then I'm like, she's not even there. She's dropped out. And it kept happening all morning. Hold this pose, hold your arms up in this awkward position. So we're like holding this pose for ages. And then we open our eyes and she's not there again. And it's like, oh, Lordy. And at the end of that, she said, look, um, you know, I've got this new kind of energy that I'm working with and it's um, not really agreeing with, you know, the Kundalini energy. So we were all like, oh, okay. And um, she had a chat to all of us. And anyway, we we're like, maybe we can just keep doing something, you know, breath work, stretching, some other stuff, which we are. And it's been so great. The breath work is just awesome. So what an amazing change, but it was really, you know, difficult, I know, for Tash because of the ego, you know, you're like, I've got to do this thing because I've agreed to do this for 40 days and whatever it is. And, you know, really, I just wanted to learn something. I mean, I don't care what it is. I just wanted to learn something and do something at five in the morning. I don't know why it's crazy, but anyway, so, you know, you think about that and it's like um, for her, you know, the ego, it's a lot about um, that for a lot of people who are making major changes in their lives, I think, um, regardless of what that decision is. But, um, you know, for her, that was really tough. And, you know, some of the ladies didn't continue and that's, you know, difficult as well um, because we're all sort of built up this beautiful rapport and we sort of loved having, you know, everyone in there that was in there. But, you know, some of those ladies um, didn't continue. Uh, but for Becca and I, we have. And, um, you know, I'm just so excited about moving forward because we're going to do this till the um, 8th of the 8th now, Lionsgate. And I'm just really, really um, enthusiastic about that because it's all about that change, making that little change um, in your life and just see what unfolds and what happens. So really, really excited about that moving forward. Well, I want to sort of just add in here, and this is my big reveal to you, Ooh. Michelle. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to add that there are times when we're doing things that we love or feel passionate about, but still, still can feel conflicted by them because we love the idea or the concept. However, on the flip side, the outcome makes us feel a bit sad um, more than it does make us feel good about it. So I recently came to a decision. This is something I had been thinking about for a little while. Yeah. And um, came to a decision recently, like just made the decision and moved forward with it. Um, with my bird care. So I do some fun. Michelle's just frozen. I had a very surprised <laughs> look at my I face hope, right now. I hope Zoom's just frozen there. <laughs> no, Michelle has just frozen. Rebecca. Yes. Um. So, my God, what is going on? What is going on? Huge decision for me, absolutely huge. But I do volunteer work. For those of you who don't know, I do volunteer work with an organisation here, and I've paid for and done the training. Um, and most of that training was online um, avenue with the last few years, the pandemics and and what have you. And recently, there was some administration uh, changes to make things easier for the call operators to take and assign jobs and sort out, you know, it was sort of like a, a place and grab um, system. So this, this system, they, they send you an alert, this animal needs care, you say, I can attend or respond or, or whatever it is, respond. And they send you the job details so that they don't have everyone rushing out to that one one job that which makes sense it, which is very good very helpful um, a lot easier so but this change meant instead of getting a call saying there's a job here can you attend yes I can um, we were getting messages about all animals on both north and south side oh of the city. my gosh all over the place so there was alert after alert about animals both on both sides of the city and it wasn't just the birds it's the birds it's the kangaroos with the joeys. It's oh, the everything. It's, right. Yeah. You know, ducks. It's everything. Um, and I'd already had this sort of unease before this change had occurred. Mm. I'd already felt, you know, hmm. So, so we're getting all those job details. But I was putting all my effort into something that I am passionate about. And I do love my birds. Yeah. Okay. Very passionate about them. And it was making me uneasy more than it was going to give, than it was giving me feelings of, you know, ease and good. Um, because statistically, by the time we get the birds, by the time, well, you know, the animals, where there are some that we can help, we can make them more comfortable, make them feel more comfortable. And it's sort of gone from a, um, a phase of, you know, I'm going to get out there, I'm going to help them all do all that because you get very excited you, you really feel yeah. for these animals you go and you, you try and help them and then it gets to well you, you come into that you sort of go um I want to say upstream a bit because then you go into the I made that one as comfortable as I could yeah it's almost like palliative okay. sometimes isn't it palliative yeah, it's care. Pal it yeah. is a lot yeah. of it is pal palliative care oh, for them yeah. and then it goes things so you know out of all the birds I've had, I've had a lot more birds than I have put up on my, my socials. Yeah, right. Um, but a lot of them haven't made it and mm. it's, it's really hard and distressing. And then yeah. having all those extra extra notifications come through. Yeah. like You're the, aware of how us, many there are out there and, yeah. Um, yeah, you're more aware of what's happening. But that's what's going on my phone mm. all the time. So all day my phone's going ba-bing, 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 ba-bing. Um, and I know it sounds a bit selfish, but it's it's kind of a change I needed to make because I need to. I feel like I need to make that space for something, mm. um, something more productive that yeah. I can that I can be doing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm not worried that it that it sounds selfish or that it's just sort of like oh you're just giving up on them. Mm. There are lots of wonderful people out there, very you know who can still do this job I've met a lot of different circles and and what have you and of course if they ever get overwhelmed they can always bring me <laughs> one mm. or two here or there yeah because you've got the training but and everything because I've got the training but um you know like I said it was just really hard to I just didn't feel I just didn't feel that it was the right thing to be doing something that while I loved it made me feel so unhappy yeah in the I hear end. that I hear that 
were they not able to fine tune it a little bit? Were they not able to do it by like the way that it was before so that you're in this area, you're only looking after birds? Look, they're probably looking into it and what have you, but still, even even though before this change had gone into place, I had already had that. You know, my my last release okay. was successful. I released um, a, a magpie. Yeah, uh, I had two magpies. One of them, I had to we had to euthanize, um, which yeah, was heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, and then you know the next day I got to release the other one, but it just didn't feel. It was that point that release that I just thought. I don't know. Mm. Something something needs to change here. I feel like, and then it's been from that point. So this is like weeks ago now. <laughs> I've just been going. Mm, not mm. sure. I'm not sure. Mm. So then I spoke to to Matt about it. I was like, you know what? I've made a decision. Uh, this is what I'm thinking, and he's gone. Okay. He just accepted okay. it. Yeah, yeah, he just accepts it. so which was which is really good so now we're going to pull down the aviary somebody else one of the new carers that come through will be getting that big aviary because it belongs to the organization okay um and that's really good but it's just um you know big change and this is about doing things that help us on our path and i feel with all my healings and things like that too it's just sort of it's a beautiful thing to do um to be able to help I can still help, mm. but I just have made that change where I'm not um, so in the thick of it. Yeah. What What might be interesting, Rebecca, for you to have a look at? Like the, um, I was really struck by when I was in Tassie. You know how we went to that animal, you know, mm. welfare place, and they had the owls and they had all the animals, and they sort of said, you know, a lot of their animals they do rehabilitate and they release, yeah. and you know that. But they do also have the, um, you know, the aviaries where those owls are always going to be there because they were just so badly brain damaged or whatever from the accidents. So, but what they do, especially for eagles in Tassie, is they have those, and I, I have seen them in parts here. I don't know if they're the same things, but they put the flags on the uh, wires. So where you, ha- you have the great yeah. big um, towers and you have the wires going between them, they put flags on them. Um, because that's that's a big cause of, um, you know, bird death and injury is hitting those things because they can't see them. So I guess, you know, is it something <clears throat> moving forward that we look at where it's all about being more proactive with driving, being more proactive with, you know, keeping an eye out for slowing down in certain areas? I mean, you know, I think that over time it's quite sad, but I think over time when you build through wildlife corridors, initially there is a lot of um, animals getting hit and then eventually the animals just kind of, you know, there's not as many of them around or they just kind of mm. figure I'm not going to go that way anymore. But, you know, we do break up a lot of those animal corridors, but, um, you know, just to be more cautious, I guess, because there are mm. so many animals, you know, uh, getting hit and it's, um, you know, we were doing uh, some training last weekend for Kokoda and we got back near the road, which is at Mount Kutha. So Mount Kutha is a very famous um sort of lookout spot that most people go to if they go to Brisbane um, because you can see pretty much all of Brisbane. It's pretty much 360 degree views. So, um, and that's still where there's a lot of animals and, you know, it's a little winding sort of road all the way up there. And we were doing the bushwalk and we're totally fine. We got to the road and immediately I could smell roadkill, immediately, Mm. you know, and um, it's not just birds, obviously, it's kangaroos and wallabies and things. But, you know, I just wonder if we need to be a bit more proactive. We're just racing around everywhere, you know, not really thinking about, you know what's around us and that's right and the thing with tasmania too having those sanctuaries for animals that can't be rehabilitated it's not something we can do here in canberra really no why is that so if we have one that comes in and i think this is where a lot of the conflict came in for me as well Mm. if we have one that comes in we don't have the government funding we as carers we are licensed under the organization that we go under so for me to have those native animals in care, I fall under that license and have to, to follow those license agreements. So if it is a case where there's neurological damage, um, <clears throat> like one of the ravens I had, mm. um, lots of neurological damage, I kept him as, as long as I could mm. to, to try and help him. And, and then it just got to a point where it was like, this is, it's just not going to happen. Mm. Um, if they cannot be released, they have to be euthanized. Oh wow! And I, yeah, and that's wow. where that's where my mm. that's where my my personal um, 
Yeah, that's That's rough. where my sadness comes in and that's why I, I just cannot, I've made that change because yeah. that's the sadness. While I'm putting all my effort in and there's all this care and you do everything you can, um, you spend, you know, two, three, four weeks. To get that result. Or sometimes more helping and I got everything else. So I got all the air sacs healed or the, the, the limbs that would You just can't inflame. heal the brain, yeah. Can't heal that um Mm. and you you can't do anything because they just don't they don't provide the funding for it wow because that's yeah I didn't realize that because that's that's that little sanctuary I was so you know happy because ours were beautiful and they just did the brain damage they just couldn't survive on their own it would be amazing beautiful I mean what a shame so and that's that's what I mean so I'm really passionate about it and I love doing it but it makes me feel yeah what's the point then well not what's the point because you do get to help some of them but it's just oh no I mean with the brain damage and being um like an empath as well it's not just humans we don't (laughs) you know we want humans and feel different different feelings and and sort of ask are you okay at the right time or or this sort of thing it's animals as well absolutely agree it's animals as well and it's trying to to balance those to balance it all yeah yeah. And it does take a very strong person. I mean, to do that, Rebecca, I've never done that. I mean, I haven't even really done foster care of animals or anything. Um, and I was watching that, you know, the dog show, whatever it is, um, the dog house. Last night they had a um, lady who does fostering and, um, you know, she was bawling her eyes out, handing his dog back. It was a beautiful Great Dane and it had a lot of issues and mm. she'd nursed it back to health, basically saved its life and um, it was going to be rehomed. And it did get a home, um, which was really awesome because it was jumping around like it was, you know, it had these creepy, it was like a horse and they're like, it's like a pony. And it was like, oh, la, la, jumping around so happy. And I'm like, oh, crying. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, she was crying. I mean, she had to hand this beautiful animal back. And, you know, um, the vet, you know, that was on hand that day said, you know, these guys are amazing and we couldn't do this without them, you know, yeah. for them to be able to do that, save the life of this animal, hand it back, you know, to give to someone other family. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not good with that sort of stuff. I would be like, no. I'd have a sanctuary. <laughs> I'd have all of them at my house. And that's what I've been saying for weeks. I've, just, I've been saying to, to Matt, like, I want a property and I want to just have a place yeah. where I have a sanctuary and I can do this. Jason and I, and I talked that. a lot about that. Like, yep, yep, yep. And it's yep. just so, I mean, you know, it could be my first steps towards getting to that point. Totally. Moving, moving on to something, yeah. making space. Michelle, this is what we do. We make space yep. to, to bring in something better. Correct. Um, so while I still like helping, um, maybe that's what's happening now, but it's just totally. something that I just feel so strongly I need to do right now. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And Jason and I have discussed that many times, same thing. So yeah. we've been to Airbnbs where they've got the little donkeys and the little chickens and little animals and stuff like that. And, you know, it's such a great experience for people to get to know uh, the wildlife. Um, but, yeah, we've discussed the exact same thing. So, so yeah, you have to. Um, I really, you know, strongly believe that when you get those nudges, you have to mm. follow them. You yeah. have to follow them. And if it doesn't feel good, you need to, you know, your thoughts, your words, your feelings, if it's not feeling good, you've got to find that better feeling process. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a bit longer than you, you know, than you want, but you, you will get there and find that better feeling. Yeah, that's a great story. And I think um, very in alignment with my little, you know, face or big Facebook change. Um, not that it's, you know, the same sort of caliber, but it was, um, you know, something that's really good. And I wasn't going to make that change without being pushed because I'm very stubborn. But, you know, it is a really good outcome, you know, because it means that, well, it means that I'm more valued, you know, like people can't just drop out and not worry about it anymore. And that was what was happening to my friend. Um, there's got to be that, you know, value in me, you know, it's an exchange and I'm sitting there ready to go and I can't replace someone, you know, if I don't know that you're not coming, I can't replace you. And I do have a wait list. So then I'm wasting time. You know, I've got an hour then and I'm like, Oh God. And by the time I realize they're not coming, then it's only half an hour and it's not even enough time to do work or anything else. So that's right. And it's not enough time to sort of get somebody else because definitely not their their schedules and things like that as well. Yeah. So it is also about, you know, knowing your worth. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, um, luckily it's been funny because, um, there's a particular client of mine who's a regular and she often just pops out out of nowhere and goes, can I have a reading right now? And it's quite funny. A lot of the time I go, no, um, but she did actually pop in when this person had the accident that I didn't know about and was in hospital with her flatmate. Um, she popped up and was like, can I have a reading? And I went, yeah. 
I've been waiting half an hour. Yeah. So we jumped on straight away and I had another reading. So, you know, and she's great at paying and all of that stuff. So there's no issues with that. Um, so that was actually really helpful for me. But the point I guess I wanted to make here, and that was such an amazing point, Rebecca, and I think that's going to be the best of the show, really. Um, it's just quite amazing. But I guess when I put this together, I was thinking about, you know, Tash and how people aren't really comfortable with change because some of the people, as I said before, when she said, I'm not going to do the 40 days, were really, really not happy about that and, and disappointed and sad. And I don't blame them. I mean, you know, it's a big shock because you sort of expect to get this 40 day thing that you sign up for. But, you know, we've got to be authentic. You know, if it's not sort of aligning with us anymore, we can't do that. We might be able to do something else, which is what we're doing now. And we're having a great time doing it. But, you know, I was thinking about the older couples at church and, you know, um, some people who stayed together just because, you know, it was the done thing and that you weren't supposed to get a divorce and stuff like that. And, you know, I've seen a lot of couples in spirit that I, I kind of go, like they've come in sort of together. I'll say together, but, you know, at the same time, let's say that but not there holding hands and lovey-dovey and, you know, kissy-kissy. They're sort of there and I'm going, ah, your dad, this, 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 and your mum, that, that, that. And it's like, they were together. And the girl, you know, whoever I'm reading for is like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, and she's like, yeah. And it was one of those things where it was just the done thing. You know, dad's an alcoholic, dad's, you know, this, this, this. And it's like, not a great situation, um, but she's stuck with the marriage. And, you know, I'm meeting a lot of couples on the other side who've passed over where that was the case, you know, they just stuck it, stuck it out for the kids, stuck it out for whatever. Um, and I know lots of my friends whose parents got divorced when they were like 17 or 18 and it's like, right, well, the kids are sort of, you know, adults now, so we can, you know, go our separate <laughs> ways. And it's like, that's not great. You know, that's not a great feeling for the kids. I'm sure um, my parents are still together and they still argue like cats and dogs. So, you know, sometimes um, changing your mind might be healthier for the people that are around you. Um, you know, rather than staying together for the family or because the church doesn't agree with it or whatever. Um, so I, I just feel like that is pretty broad spectrum, but um, that's definitely something I've learned from looking at people coming in the door. And I'm just thinking, why, why, why are you still together or why did you stick it out? You know, it's just amazing to me. And a lot of the time too, it's because they've got to, I mean, they've got their own free will. They've got to follow their own path. Yeah. And sometimes it's just they've just got to wait for that that cycle or that lesson to sort of sink in for them. Totally, yeah. And it made me think as well of um, jobs yeah. because, you know, back in the day everyone just stayed in the same job. You know, my dad was in the bank for 37 years and he got made redundant and it really rocked his world. He was, I, I would say he went into like a depression, you know. He didn't know what to do with himself because his whole life had been telling me with my radio gig, he was like, oh, Michelle, no, 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 you need to stay, you know, in the same location. He didn't even want me to move locations. And I'm like, dad, radio is transient. Like I've got to go to different, you know, regions and learn about different things. And that was really distressing for him. He was just like, I don't know what to do with that. Um, I don't know how to handle that change. Um, so, you know, even when I became vegetarian, um, he's like, oh, you're going to starve. You're going to starve, Michelle. Oh, you know. And he was really panicked about it. And then once I didn't die, he was like, oh, uh, maybe I can give up some meat. Ooh, maybe I can give up some, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I really think that even though we're the kids, I really think that, you know, we lead by example. We sort of show them and go, you know, um, I'm a tree and I'm really healthy and I don't have a low iron or anything like that. I'm, I'm okay. And that it gave him permission almost to change his diet. And he lost a lot of weight by doing that. You know, he didn't totally give up meat, um, but he cut back. And it's like, these are all the funny little things that we kind of do, I think, as the younger generation and younger generation, because you got kids and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever else before that, after that. It's like we do these really radical things. And, um, you know, I'm sure your kids are going to do things that you'll be like, whoa, you can't do that. You know, there's always going to be something <laughs> that we've got that we don't want to change. Always. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So that was a really big lesson. <laughs> Um, like you were saying, Michelle, with jobs and things, um, like being in that in that job for, for thirty seven years or forty years or whatever it may be, um, how funny it's flipped because nowadays, yeah, you get more experience by doing more things. So yeah. Once upon a time, on your resume, that was 
<clears throat> yeah, that was looks it. really good to be in that place for, for 20, that long, years. Yeah. you know. And then now it's like, well, why are you still there? You're not progressing. You're not. They question you yeah. now um, as to why you're still there, not progressing. You have no incentive. You have this, yeah. you have that. So it's viewed as a different, yeah, type of thing. And even <clears throat> I just want to say, excuse me for a second. my throat my goodness me um so even what I wanted to say was um like filling out paperwork for for different things now once upon a time you had to give 10 years history of yourself now unless I know when I went for my um uh you know security clearances yeah uh, you know I had to go back many many years right right through to <laughs> give them every bit of information about myself to get that security clearance but um like nowadays with with addresses putting down your address you used to have to put down your 10 years worth of, of living arrangements now it's five years mm, it's amazing how everything's shorter of, yeah shorter yeah everything. I think with the job thing back though there are you know good and bad there's positive and negative with everything mm. but one thing I have noticed because I work in um, or worked in journalism for a long time, a lot of my friends sort of got out of radio and they went into um, communications. They went into like government jobs. A lot of my friends went into government jobs. So every, you know, election, potentially they all face the sack and they've got to go and find other jobs and things like that. So that can be really stressful. And I know with a lot of those um, girls, they are still in government work, a lot of them. But uh, for them, a lot of the time it's contracts. So they might have a six-month, 12-month contract and they have to constantly reapply for their own job. So a lot of the time they hold on to their job, but it's that constant knowing, that constant, you know, thing kind of hanging over you that potentially in six months or 12 months, you're not going to get that job again. So, I mean, I guess the idea is that it makes you perform. You know, you really try hard to do your best and all of that and impress people so you can keep your job. But I just, I feel like it's very stressful, you know, from listening to them talk about it and going through it all. But even if they get out of that, I mean, at least you've got some sort of, I guess, you know, um, safety or security by being in the government, like public sector. But once you get out of that, I mean, a lot of jobs are temp. A lot of jobs have no security now. Whereas when dad was in the business, in the bank, it was largely secure. But I think when he was made redundant um, after that 37 years, that was... Um, there was a change in the economy. There was something going on to sort of prompt that. And that's kind of changed everything because he wasn't the only one. Um, and you've seen it with COVID, a lot of redundancies and things as well. So, you know, I guess it's like a big, um, a really big change for those people in particular because they just weren't expecting that. You know, certainly I don't think Dad was expecting any of that to happen. But, yeah, that's really true. Everything's sort of shortening. We're expecting things a lot more quickly. And I think that's part of technology as well. Definitely, it's made a big change, big yeah. change. Yeah. One of the biggest changes, I think, for me, Beck, and this is very personal, but um, when I was uh, back on the Goldie before I moved up here to the Sunshine Coast, um, we were planning our wedding. So my husband and I, now husband, um, and I were planning our wedding. Uh, so we got engaged, I think, 20, um, I'm just looking over on the desk over there, 2013, um, had our engagement party in 2014. Um, so it was Good Friday when we got engaged and then we had a commitment ceremony in 2015 that was meant to be our wedding. So, you know, I guess this comes back to ego for me was um, we were planning our wedding and it was about, I don't know, maybe two months out from the wedding and I had some stuff going at work. I was getting uh, bullied at work as well. So I had a bit of stuff going on there. My husband's always had a very high stress, you know, drove where he's going to drive a long distance to work and all of that stuff back and forth. <clears throat> and then on top of that, we've got bullying going on. And that was very, um, very upsetting for me. And I had to go through a few different meetings and things like that. And there was no evidence. Um, I was never, you know, found that that was the case um, or anything like that. Um, and I know I was being framed, so that was all good. But it was just a lot of things kind of mounting on top of each other. Um, and, you know, I guess I was like, you know, I don't know what to do. This is happening, you know, la, la, la. And then now um, we're planning a wedding and, yeah, I think it was about two months out. So we'd had people flying over from New Zealand because um, Jason's family's from there. So we had everything arranged. We had all these people. We had, you know, um, I don't know what it was, like over 100, I think, um, who were coming. And um, 
And then Jason sat me down and said, um, okay, so um, I can't do this anymore. I can't go through with, you know, the wedding. Um, I wasn't even sure about our relationship at that point. You know, um, I didn't know what that meant. And this is two months before we're meant to get married. We've got all these uh-huh. people coming over. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, A, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, you know, in a like being broken up with. I don't know like what the situation is and whether this. Um, I'm thinking about all these people who are flying over from New Zealand, and it was just a lot. And um, I knew in that moment that he was depressed, and he he does, you know, have depression, you know, on and off. And after he sort of said all of that, and we sort of went away, and we sort of had to think about things. Um, he came back to me and said, um we need to go and see a counsellor and for quite a few years, because we've been together for a couple of years by that point anyway, for quite a few years I've been saying, you know, let's get counselling, let's get counselling and it never happened, you know, it never sort of complied. But I think he knew at that point that he really needed help Mm. and um, so we went and got counselling and he had some breakthroughs, really big breakthroughs and within that two months, I mean, that that was a hardcore two months, let me tell you, but within that two months, we changed all our plans. We cancelled the wedding, um, the venue, everything. We lost a lot of money and we rebooked at another venue, which was um, Karen Cove, um, which is an island. And it was amazing. We booked accommodation for everyone who wanted to stay. Somehow within this two months, we had counselling. We got all of this stuff done. I don't know how we did it. But um, everyone just loved it. It was like, I tell you what, that was the happiest moment of my life doing that. And I had one of those um, real, what do you call it? Um, Like an avatar moment where everything was just really real. I had a dream um, that I was there. Uh, There was sand, there was volleyball, there was, you know, wine, there was beer, there were prawns. And I had this dream of the sun going down and we're on the beach. And that actually happened when we were there. Um, there was a volleyball game happening. Some people invited us to play. There was prawns. There was beer. There were Coronas. The sun was going down. And one of my girlfriends got really drunk and she was like, it's the Jesus sun and all of this. And she's very, she's very Catholic <laughs> and all of this. And she's like, Jesus and all this. And we're like, okay, great. Um, but I remember looking at that and I went, oh my God, this is what I saw. Yeah. So someone... Yeah, even though we didn't get to go down the aisle at that point, we have since then. But, you know, that was a big one, Rebecca. That was life-changing for me because I had to let go of everything. I had to let go of the expectations, the ego. What are people going to think of me? What are people going to, you know, whatever. But that venue, that weekend, that everyone staying there, it was so amazing. And that's the first real avatar moment like that that I've ever had where I was like, this was the plan this was the plan and we ended up getting married in 2019 and we did all that stuff but we didn't need all the people by then because we'd already done the people so we only had you know closest friends um, and family like our best friends and family and it was really small and really beautiful and um you know but I know that that other thing was meant to unfold the way that it did you know so sometimes you've just got to accept that you know um that wasn't the right thing for us at that point and, uh, you know, we did it, uh, what was it, four years later, before COVID Absolutely. too, because we were meant to do it in 2020. So this is the intuition, Rebecca. Yeah. We are meant to do it in 20. That was another change. We were aiming for October 2020. Jason was totally on board. We're doing it. Um, we had our celebrant organised. And then I said to him, don't know why, but we need to do it in October 2019. Again, we organised the whole wedding within, uh, let's say, two months again. Yeah. It was really fast. We had to make sure that Ange was available, the whole thing, and we made it happen. And it was incredible, like incredibly fast. But I didn't know why, but I said to him, we can't do it in 2020. We couldn't have done it in 2020. It wouldn't have happened, you know, because that was COVID and restrictions and everything else. So we would have been in lockdown. And it's and it's interesting too, like the divine timing of things. Um, as you're saying, because you wouldn't have been able to do it because you would have been mm. in lockdown. But all those events, um, <laughs> Michelle, when I feel like that prior, like that that first one where you were just like, you know, we're supposed to be getting married in two yeah. months, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, that was, um, I feel like that was like a bonding. I mean, it's, yeah. there's, there's a difference between going to counselling. Yeah. And then there's a difference between bonding and forming building a foundation 
correct with counselling yeah there's a, there's a huge difference yeah yeah, yeah. an totally. absolute huge difference and a lot of the time um I feel that and this is just you know my personal opinion mm. so I'm going to say it anyway. Dr. Dr. Meyer is in the house, yes. <laughs> Hardly. A lot of the time when people get to that point with um, needing counselling or, or wanting to go to counselling or what have you, it's just a process for them because once that's mentioned, yeah. they will people will turn around at that point and just go, I'm already what? done. Yeah, I'm already yeah. done. Yeah. So it was like, just then, to say that they've done it. It's just, just to say yeah, that they've yeah. done it. I've, I've yeah. done everything. I tried everything yeah. I could to yeah. save this and, yeah. and what have you. It but there are those instances with like like with you where it was just like, um, you know, because it wasn't like our relationship is, like you said, you you did say that you, you weren't sure what was happening if you mm. still had the relationship or what have you. Yeah. But it wasn't like, and I, and I feel like, you knew that at the time, even though yeah, that, totally. that, that was the ego thought sort of going on in there, you knew that it was yeah. worth it. Yeah, it was completely. It was, yeah. it was you know, it was, the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, it was his so, rock bottom. Basically yeah. what it was was his rock bottom and it yeah. took that for him to hit that, um, for him to go, okay, we need to get counselling now. And I've been asking for it for ages. So, And it is so beautiful that both of you came across that sort of ego situation because what can happen is people will turn around and they will say, well, you know, well, that's it, I'm done. And they'll go, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. And that's where you find whether yeah. it's emotion or ego because you either, you know, get angry or you get, and that's the ego sort of Correct. coming into it yeah. or the emotion which is you know what I didn't feel anything mm. and they said that and they walked out of that door there was nothing yeah and that's the difference between the emotion and the ego Correct. whereas that's not what you you no. encountered it's I just, didn't go into the ego yeah. well I mean I did I did think about all the people and everything else but I mean oh yeah, yeah. oh but that's yeah it yeah, was but more your personal yeah you didn't yeah. take it as a personal attack or no and he had a big, um, a massive breakthrough, you know, doing that, like huge breakthrough where um, I hadn't seen a lot of emotion or anything. And then all of a sudden he had um, various, you know, moments where he, he had uncontrollable tears, you know, the emotion was coming out and that was a massive breakthrough. I mean, that led to, um, you know, we've been together since 2010, we met in 2010, but together since 2011. And, um, you know, we're 2022 now, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, that was a massive turning point. We haven't gone back and had counselling. Apart from when we got married, before we got married, we went and saw our pastor a few times and had some sessions with him. But, um, you know, that was just a massive turning point. That lady was very spiritual that we saw too. I went through Relationships Australia and that counsellor had a breakdown. So that didn't go so well. Um, our counsellor had a breakdown. So I, um, you know, I pursued this other lady um, through word of mouth and she was incredible, um, really spiritual and just beautiful. And, you know, I still talk to her, you know, she still stays in touch. And, you know, so I think that um, Beck's right. You know, sometimes people sort of do it as a last ditch piecemeal, you know, thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I've just got to do this because, you know, you've got to do that thing. You know, that's what's expected. Um, but I do feel like that was um, for us, you know, a real turning point and a real breakthrough for my now husband as well. And it's great that you guys didn't leave it till it was too late to, yeah. to you know, got to that point and yeah. thank you so much for sharing that That's oh yeah really I mean it's still it still makes me very emotional because it was oh. such a um important pivotal moment I guess in our lives um but you know you don't I guess you don't learn anything you don't teach anything unless you sort of um you know go from your own experience that's the whole idea and I do that in my readings I always sort of I'm really real with people and you know, I feel like that's how you um, you learn best because we can empathise, we can really empathise, you know, sometimes and be really compassionate that way. So, um, yeah. You guys are so funny. Jason, <laughs> Jason and I. Hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> I love you guys. I think you're great. You're very, yeah, we're very competitive. <laughs> Beck's probably referring to the post where I was like, you know, he's trying to outdo me and I like um, annoy him with something and he annoys me back. And yeah, I'm like, God damn you. His favorite thing's leaving like a Mars bar in the fridge or like something that he shouldn't have. And it'll be something he got from work or someone gave it to him. And it leaves this thing right in the front, you know, right there. And every time I move it, put it behind the milk or put it behind something, he moves it back to the front right here. 
and um, it was a Snickers bar or something, and I ate it. I ended up eating it, and he's like, "What about my?" And it'd been there five months, Rebecca. So it was all like white. You know how chocolate goes like white yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. And it was all white and everything. And he's just going, oh, I was going to eat it. Five months, mate. Are you kidding me? Like, no, that's not happening. Um, I ate it. You know, five months is ridiculous. What you should do is just very carefully cut the end off and get some of that Play-Doh, take it out, eat it, and get some Play-Doh and put a Play-Doh Oh, that's clever. Rebecca, where were you? Where were you when I did that? Queen of deception. Queen of deception. Yeah, but remember Halloween? Remember Halloween? I'm like, I was throwing, I'm like, have them, have them. I'm like throwing, you know, 30 things at one kid and they're like, oh my God, my bucket's full. And I'm like, excellent. Um, And he's like, you gave all my chocolate away. And I'm like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, Because if it's in the house, you're going to eat it. I'm going to eat it and I don't want it. So that said, that said, um, next time we communicate, Rebecca, I believe we're going to be talking about uh, starseeds, starseed children, et cetera, gifted kids. I call them highly sensitive, but actually, oh, that's actually, I'm going to throw that in. Um, I actually had a lady yesterday um, who's got multiple, it's very challenging, um, but she's got multiple starseeds and she hadn't heard the term before. And then I sent her a video on it and she's like, are you joking? That's my children. And I'm like, yeah. And she's included in it. She's a star seed as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of them around and a lot more we're seeing um, that are being diagnosed. And the thing is, I definitely am a star seed. And I definitely, you know, if I was diagnosed today by today's standards, I would have been on the spectrum. But who cares? You know, I'm yeah. totally fine, I think. Um, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, Rebecca, <laughs> am I? I don't know. Um, but I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit out there. And I was always getting in trouble, you know, for talking and doing all this. But I mean, that's what I do for a living, you know? So it's like, I think that a lot of them are geniuses. Like they're incredible. They're really, really smart. And it's like, I'm seeing more and more of them coming through. Um, and I spoke to a little girl yesterday who was just fabulous. And she's like everything. She's like, who's my spirit guide? And what's their name? And do I have a guardian angel? And all of this. And she was like, she was like, one to it. She's in year three. She was all over me. Let me tell you. What's their name? I want to know their name. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. You know what I mean? Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So very, very challenging. Um, but just such an awesome experience to have this little kid pop in because I wasn't actually reading for her, I was reading for a mom. But next minute, <laughs> next minute. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm so excited to do that one. Um, and yeah, I think it's gonna be really, really cool. We call them golden children as well. Some of the decks that I've got refer to them as golden children. So the ones who are coming in from other planets and things like that. And um, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Especially if you haven't heard the term, because it's going to be quite a learning, I think, quite a learning experience for a lot of um, our listeners at home. It's um, just just to put it out there too, we're all born with guardian angels. We get, we, we, we get one. Allocated. We, allocated to us. Yeah. Yep. 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 And there is a confusion. It's interesting you say that. We probably should do a talk topping on that at some point. Um, spirit guides, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might put that in here because um, I did have a lady, it was a bit, she was a bit confused and she was sort of asking about, um, what was she calling it? Like a, um, I think she was asking about her spirit guide. She was like, oh, do I have a spirit guide or something? But the way that she was asking it, I felt like she was kind of asking about like a guardian angel. And I said, well, we all have, because she goes, she said, I was told that we all had a, a spirit guide or something like from birth or, you know, before we came in. And I said, well, there's guardian angels and you can have one or two and they're sort of coming with your little book and all of that. Um, and she was like, oh, but I was like, we have a spirit team and that's where we have our spirit guides, ascended masters and all of that stuff. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. So there is that confusion where people don't know and that there was a point where we didn't know. Um, so, you know, we might put together because something on that as well. <clears throat> we're extensions of source. So we have yeah. everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. we need. Yep. Yeah, we've just got to let it in. Yeah, that's it. And be aware of it. You know, a lot of the time people are like, oh, I don't have it or I don't feel it or whatever. And then we're doing readings and they're like, um, what? <laughs> what was that? Like they can start to feel and their ears start ringing and it's like, wow, that's so awesome. So, um, you know, a lot of the time we just don't have that kind of awareness, I guess. I just want to quickly before we go, Michelle, yeah. uh, my stone is a petersite. A what my crystal, yeah. A, so it's a pietasite. What's that? Um, or or a tempest stone, and it actually brings cleansing energy so that you can create change in your life. 
It does amazing. It does everything, this stone. Love it. Just spell it for so, me. We might put that in the, unless you can put it in the show notes for me. Yep. P-I-E-T-E-R-S-I-T-E. Okay. So, um, we might put that into the show notes, that crystal, because that's pretty relevant. If you are looking maybe to make some change, yeah, you know, yeah. in your life or transition and support yourself through that, um, so we might many. put that into the show notes. It's a very strong vibrational stone. Um, and, it, and it sort of helps you remove blockages as well. Oh, how happens um, that? Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. Well, put, put something about that in the show notes, Beck, because um, that's really amazing. And I think with the dark colouring as well, it um, seems to be quite protective, the way that it appears. It is. And then it comes in a blue as well, which is oh. a bit more rarer than I've got some, I've put some photos up. Yeah. Because um, yeah, over the camera, gorgeous. it's a little bit hard to see, but it does look quite dark. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Great episode. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Have a great day, everyone.